right. Yeah. Wow. Oh, what? Already? Already. I just, You're right. I'm covered in sawdust. Yeah, you are. I just bonked my nose on the microphone. Are you okay? I, did, I don't know if anybody will hear it. Right. <laughs> First aid? No. Okay. Second aid? <laughs> yes. Yes. <Aid>. Desperately. <laughs> Grape aid? <laughs> Kool-Aid? My name is David Andrew Laws. Yes, it is. Welcome <laughs> to Dress for the Podcast You Want. Um, I sound weird. Maybe I just always sound weird, and I'm noticing it today. <laughs> weird how? You have to be more specific. You, you do, I, I wonder if you do have a podcast voice, because I was listening to just a, like a smidgen of this podcast. A smidgen? Mm-hmm. A smidgen. Yeah, well, so I'll just be perfectly... Oh, my God. Stop. Mm-hmm. You have to stop talking. What's, what's the matter? Is so... Am I too there loud? We go. All right, now you can do. Was I too loud or you too quiet? You were too cl- too loud. Oh, I'm sorry. Too loud. What a loud boy. That's uh, me. <laughs> I'm always misbehaving. Um, you were listening to some of it. Yeah, I was listening to some of it. Yeah, did I say the name of the podcast yet? A dress for the podcast. You you for the wear for wear the podcast. No, that you dress for. No, what you silly. Um, He's a silly it's a clothing boy. thing. And wear the podcast that you dress review for. Podcast. We get guests on. I talk about what they're wearing. It's the job job thing, right? And you dress for the job. Yes. That you want. Yes. Yeah. To give you clothes to wear. Dress for Steve Jobs. Jobs <laughs> <laughs> are for. Put the clothes on your back. All the metaphors and idioms. You were listening to it? Why? Yeah, I was listening to a little bit of it. Because uh, to be perfectly frank, I was like, yeah, this is great. I love podcasts. I'm so I'm so pleased that the both of you invited me to be a part of it. And then and then I realized, oh, I don't I don't really know what the fuck this podcast is about. <laughs> and, I was like, and so then I looked at it. Hey, guess what? Hey, guess what? That makes two of us. All right. <laughs> We're gonna fuck around. Um, I don't know shit. So I was listening to it, and I, I love that the t- topic is success and uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so I was listening to a little bit of it, and um, I was getting into it. Yeah, yeah. And there's oh, there wasn't any more than that. I thought you were no, asking, do I have a, do I, I have a, do I have a podcast voice? Because I was, voice? oh, that's what it was. That's what it was. I, I listened to I listened to a bunch of podcasts, yeah. and I, it reminded me of somebody from a, a podcast I like. Oh, uh, yeah. who? From you Reply All. I think you remind me of somebody. I don't know that. I know. It's well, great I, think I just heard of that one today. That's great. Is so, that about like debunking stuff? It, it's it's li- they, it's literally called like a podcast about the internet. Oh, cool. Yeah, love it. I'll check it's it out. Great. Um, my so co-host if you like today. The internet. I, I mean, like isn't even a word uh, anymore. Yeah. It's not an option. <laughs> No. We're all married. Well, to the I think internet. like is an option, but it can, but it's definitely not a word anymore. Yeah, you fair just, enough. You just press. Yeah, and, uh, it uh, is uh, now an action. Um, You've selected punches. You. Yes. <laughs> um, Megan Greener is my co-host. It, I am. Woo, woo, woo. How I'm are one. you today, Megan? Greener? Oh, I, I am fine. How are are you covered in sawdust? I am not. No, <laughs> I am not. I'm many things, but I'm not bad. <laughs> and our guest today, <laughs> I'm going to say our guest's name. Really good in All one right. shot, and I Here didn't even get him to tell me his name. In fact, I put an embargo on speaking for a little bit before we started the podcast because <laughs> yeah, we were all being very. We clever. gathered into this room it, in silence. It, it reminded me because because my fiance and I are doing Shabbat now, and uh-huh. there's and there's a there's a moment where, <clears throat> um, fuck, uh, no, I forget. <laughs> but she's she's I'm like you know I'm Jewish, but I'm not like. Like people say, like oh Jewish, like that's you. <laughs> yeah, I'll definitely. Yes. And she's like really solidly Jewish. And there's a point in the Shabbat meal where like you uh, you bless the wine. Mm-hmm. Everybody drinks a little bit of the wine. Oh, man, I don't want to fuck up the order in which these things happen. But at some point, you have well, to go. That's the joy of an audio medium. If you fuck it up, we can edit it in the it's right. Great. Order. Just shift it around for yeah, you. Yeah. But I mean, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Um, but at some point, you have to wash your hands. So hmm. it's like this ritual thing where so you, you go and you wash your hands and you have to like splash water three times on your right hand, splash water on three times on your left hand. You, I mean, you can also like legitimately wash your hands. You, hmm. you should have clean hands when you eat. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's not a, like a Jewish proverb. <laughs> that's, that's just, that's just like a human thing. You should do yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Whether you, whoever you are. Um, and so you splash three times on your right hand, th- splash three times on your left hand, and you say this prayer. And then after you say the prayer, you're supposed to be silent. And the idea is that like you've just purified yourself, hmm. and so you're supposed to, yeah, 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 and you're supposed so to keep. Don't you say any of those yeah, dirty, yeah, yeah. nasty words? Yeah. Well, for sure. And then you keep in the silence and the purity of this and like cleanliness, like to be one with the bread. Because the uh, next thing that happens uh, is the bread is cut. When the bread is cut, the rabbi or whoever is leading it breaks off a piece of bread and like shares it around. And as everybody takes a bite, it, it, as soon as you've eaten the bread, you're like, oh, now I can talk again. But apparently, it's a thing that like you know, like the uncle of the family will be like the last to go. Hmm. So everybody's already washed their hands and they're all just sitting in silence. And the uncle's like, oh, let me tell you about my day-to-day. Oh, man, all these yeah, these bogus people I work with. That's that's what my, my, that's what uncles sound like Am to I me. the uncle You know, and they'll, like, story? eat up the time, and people at the dinner table will be like, oh, my God, and they're, like, can't say anything. And so that's what it made me feel like. Am I, was I the uncle in that story? Or the rabbi. I mean, yes, I'll be the rabbi. <laughs> the rabbi uncle. I rabbi mean, rabbi David, like, that works. It right? works. But I haven't said your name yet, and I'm going to do it real good. Great. He didn't tell me beforehand. That's it goes good. like this. It is Artem Yatsenov. That's good. How did I do? <laughs> I think you did really well. Did I well. do right syllables <laughs> on right things? I'm really proud of you. You say it. Well, so uh, this is because like, we call you all sorts of different things. This is true. We, so, we do. I feel like we do. I feel like I never know where the emphasis is supposed to go. Sure. Oh. Is it Artem? Is it Artem? Well, it, it depends. I mean, you people depends on what people are like. Oh, asshole! Asshole! Yeah. <laughs> you know, asshole. Where does the stress go? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Call Wanda. Um. Uh. It's, well, so some people say Artem, and some people say Artem. Who are those people? Oh, I'm yeah. I'm one of the second people. So I'm one of the first. That's I'm right. A, yeah. 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 So mm-hmm. this is this is the discrepancy happened is that uh, when we so I'm from Ukraine when yes. I moved here from Ukraine I went Pin into in that I want to talk about the yeah. fact that I know you're supposed to call it Ukraine and not the Ukraine but yeah. I don't know why and I want to talk about that. But I've got a lot of theories. Sorry, this is a great topic. <laughs> I've been thinking about it a lot and it's really funny because I've been thinking about it a lot and like uh, should I be is this something I should be frustrated by and then I was like well in my heart I don't really care. Mm. Mm. But should I be frustrated? Like it's you know, is it's no like should. is this a great injustice of the world? The Ukraine versus the well, anyways. Um, so we came here. Uh, we, my dad, my mom, my sister, and I. We came here in '96. Great. Mm-hmm. So I was I went to sixth grade, went to middle school here, and everybody I met in middle school through high school knew me as Artem because uh-huh. my Russian name, which is my like the given name, is Artyom. Uh-huh. So Artyom sounds a little bit like. Artem, mm. I think, just the flows. However, Artem is the Russian version of the Ukrainian, which is Artem. And mm. Artem sounds closer to Artem. Yeah. Right. So so I, I went through middle school and high school in Edison, New Jersey, calling mm-hmm. myself Artem, and everybody's like, oh, yeah, Artem, that's fine. And then it was, as soon as I went to college and I was like, oh, I'm Artem, people were like, Artem. Like, they just, like, lost all the syllables. And, the, and like, <laughs> it was like, Artem. And I was like, oh, man. And I was like, so maybe I should simplify it. So I made it R. Tam and I was like, and, oh. I, and it's still. It, I didn't catch on with that at that point. I was like, Artem. Yeah, <laughs> but it's really funny because it's it's just been that way that some people will migrate to whatever is more comfortable for them. Okay. Does anyone call you Artie? You know, I, Artie is okay. I feel like I don't like art. Art. Mm-hmm. 
it's, it's, it's already like, got it's already a thing it can't like be your art. name art's yeah, a like, thing i feel like art's like for arthur mm-hmm. and for like oh, for art for, yeah. paintings yeah exactly <laughs> and paintings <laughs> what about the last Mediums. name <laughs> how did i do on that you great nailed yeah. it yeah Tsunov. Yatsunov. You, you got to think, think of it as like, yeah, that's enough. Yatsunov. <laughs> 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 oh, I love that. Yeah, that's, that's my a that's very a, good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, mononym. No, moniker. I had, no. I had a really good friend in, in, in high school and in middle that's school who dubbed me um, Fartum Fatsunov. Oh, in high school. No. Yeah, oh, it, it got very insecure and I was like really insecure about my body. I mentioned he like. And how much you fart? Oh, but just everything, anything, anything <laughs> that could embarrass me would embarrass me. Yeah. Or things that shouldn't even embarrass me, I'd be embarrassed. Absolutely, goes. And, he, it and, and he was very sensitive about that with that nickname. I felt like he was really came through. Well, with you know, with oh, he me. was sensitive in like he knew what what to call you. To yes, he knew the exact buttons. <laughs> devastate you That's the right. most. He knew all the and, buttons. And now we're in <laughs> love. The secret and we're, we're married. Yeah, and now we're here. It's in the, we've I'm all made it. Um, we all made it. And we, it's, what uh, we should probably say what. Artem Artem does. I think by now I will have started <laughs> doing that at the beginning of the episode. Right. But in case I don't, let's put in this section. Do you think they'll just figure it out? They'll just catch on. <laughs> or that'll be the game today. Guess <laughs> what Artem does. Guess what Artem do. Yeah. Nope. They're gonna guess. But I have okay. a different question. Cool. Do uh, do you uh uh oh stuff. What's bugging me now? Megan wants me to summarize you. I do, you, I do. Like, just in oh. case. All right. Summarize yourself in two sentences as to what you, quote unquote, do. Um, Director, playwright. Oh, like like that. Yeah, that, that, that. that. Not gonna, like, I wake up in the morning. I was just going to be like, well, I'm a collection of what organs. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, it, what is your, uh, your yeah, thing? I, I, do, I do theater. That's my thing. Great. Yeah. Done. That's do it. you consider yourself a <laughs> successful person? Um, I do. I do. I actually think about this a lot. I, I feel like maybe. Yeah, I know it's not qualifiers. Oh, I'm sorry, boring you, Artem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I just, think about just, it so I'm much. so successful that do you really? actually, <laughs> even just thinking about it bores me. I'm like, oh my God. Like, I just get more and more successful. You think every about day. it a lot? I do, of course. Cool. Well, I mean, not of course. Well, I mostly, mostly think about being a failure. You mm-hmm. think about it and, like, you fear it. Or you think about it in like, well, what way? Yeah, well, I feel like it's interesting. I, I think, um, I think it's like it's pointless to fear failure because this because I, I feel like it's just going to happen. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't have to. It's like death. I'm not. I don't think okay. I'm, gonna die. I'm not going to do it. I don't. No. I don't think so. But, but the thing is, is like, dis- despite death, failure will happen. Death, <laughs> you could maybe somehow <laughs> skirt around, but you will definitely fail at, at if not at every, not necessarily everything, but most things. I think fa- you'll fail at. I don't want to say you, you keep, specifically or you specifically. <laughs> make, what if you just keep people your in general. expectations really low? And you wouldn't fail. Yeah, so that's that's been my that's my been my philosophy part of the time for a long time. Really? Just, yeah, like the lower your your expectations are, the more you have to be like excited and surprised by. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Can I take a picture of you uh, because of how much your uh, shirt matches our chair? <gasps> Does it really? Oh yeah, it is kind of like I it's got a I thing. We're really blending in. Who? Oh, it's in the other room. I'll do it later. Just remind me to do it, please. Yeah, I, be, I you know, I, I tend to pick my clothes based on upholstery. I might sit. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I meant earlier when I said like the show uh, would wander a lot. <laughs> <laughs> we're like in the middle of a sentence, and my brain went away. 
Um, <laughs> I was in a lot of wandering in the neighborhood. I got here really early. Oh, how was it? It's good. I got this giant slice of pizza. Do you know what you, I'm you talking? Do you know the cornet? place? Yeah, yeah Coronet, Coronet, mm-hmm. Coronet. Yeah. Shout out. It's a big old slice. Yep. That's like great. Do you eat it all? Yeah. Good. Yeah. I, I, I mean, good, good amount of it. Good. That's their that's their thing. They're pretty good. Have mm-hmm. you ever been to uh, in Hoboken? There's a place called Benny Tadino's. That's what that reminds me of. It's a slightly bigger slice than the Coronet. Yeah, it's right. bigger than that. Yeah, it, it could fit solidly over your face. There's no need to fit it over your face. There's no. That's why you get two slices. One uh, is for eating. The other one is for, for wearing. Right? <laughs> one for each that's head. how they advertise it. Wait, what did I say? And then one for each side. Of your head. You should <laughs> see the sign. It's just a guy with it. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't taken this off in 20 years. Yeah, guys. <laughs> Um, so, so you think about it a lot. I do. And what does that do for you? Does that motivate you? Does that, um, like in what way does that sort of shape you? Um, I think I, I, I don't know if it's like my, I don't know if it's my Ukrainian, like Slavic USSR rate, you know, parents who grew up in a, in a a sort of a semi totalitarian state and like their whole expectation of like, who thinks it's just not going to work out well? Why would they? Oh, why would they, you know, but, but you got to keep living. And it's almost like this paradox of like, well, if everything is shit, like you, (laughs) what do you go on? And they're like, this, cause what'd you do? So it's interesting cause it's, it's, it's a good way to have a perspective where like things get bad and then you're like, oh, then. I guess it could get worse. So this is not as bad as it. And you know, and you could just keep applying that philosophy. Mm-hmm. So I think about I think about failure a lot because I constantly I feel like that. And and I've been told that this is a kind of a like it is a Soviet, um, like mindset mindset of yeah. like constantly trying to perfect yourself. Oh, you know, you're like you're just never good enough. Interesting. You can always do more. And I don't know if it's like the like the creed of like the Soviet people of like the proletariat will work for the good of everyone. So you know, like don't rest because you're screwing it up for the person <laughs> next. You know, it's like it's a lot yeah. of pressure. You know, yeah. And I, I think it works well with just the general sentiment of like you well, know, I feel like that is a shame that that, mm. that is also part of the culture's. Uh, well, it was part of the culture of a I lot feel like of I'm non-Western doing a bad job societies, portraying right? Ukrainians, <laughs> just like such mean people. Well, I mean, that's also like they're not. They're nice. It, there's a version of that that's a, that's ingrained in creatives. Like it's like. You, you know, I I I feel like specifically maybe even I don't know if it's a, a New York actor thing or, but it's like any any time you're not working one of your five jobs or if you're not you know like you don't have a right to rest because with that time you could be looking up breakdowns or you know things like uh, that. Right. Why is what? it called Ukraine and not the Ukraine? Is there uh, not a reason? There's no reason. It's I'll, just, I'll, here's, it's just, here's it my just here's my understanding. Ukraine. Here's here's what I believe. Right. Um, we have the United States of America. Yes. We have the United Kingdom. We have the Union of Soviet Socialist Republics. I think just the and you sounds sound really good because we're so used to these massive. Oh, you think that's uh. why people do it? <laughs> yeah. I, th- I really think it's a psychosomatic thing where people are used to saying like the U.S., the United mm-hmm. States, the Ukraine. Because the Ukraine doesn't make sense in the exactly. same way as you, as you, you wouldn't say um, the Alabama. Or yeah, you wouldn't sure. say the Texas, like because it, Ukraine is just a name. Yes, you mm-hmm. know. In fact, actually, Ukraine in 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 Ukrainian or in Russian is Ukraina, and Ukraina in Ukrainian it literally means U is at Kraina the edge. 
So ah. at the edge. So if you were to say the at the edge, it's you know like it almost grammatically. That's pretty good, <laughs> I would love to name a club the at the edge. At the edge, and the reason for it, and the, the nickname is like the more uh, anglicized nickname is the borderland because oh. it is it is literally the easternmost country of, Euro of Europe, and then Russia is just like on the very edge of Europe, and yeah. then Russia kind of most of Russia stretches out into Asia. Not wrong. Yeah, yeah, and it. F I mean, I could. I, it's really funny. I really got into kind of Ukrainian culture and history like a, little, a, a few years ago, but um, it, it's this it's this place where people from the west side of Europe used to have to go through Ukraine to get to the other sides of basically of the landmass that you know connects Europe and Ukraine, and it's like the breadbasket. It's got this giant river that runs through it that used to be sort of like this massive highway for when you know the only main way to get places was by boats. Mm -hmm. And lots those of those were the days. Those were the days. <laughs> Only getting places oh by boats. All yeah. your bread in a basket. But is that neat to think of as like rivers as as like natural highways? It is. It's mm. scary. It's really interesting. I always think about the last level of Oregon Trail. It's uh -huh. <laughs> very scary. Those that river does not fuck around. Oh my god! Did you ever get that far? I don't know. I don't both think you, I have. Both of you laughed like you were like, "That's a cultural touchstone." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, like the only time I really ever uh, did Oregon Trail was in school, like when mm -hmm. when there it was like a little bit of downtime, that or we were in quote unquote computer class in like elementary school, and they're like, "Play Oregon Trail." That this would is be how a you learn to, to get, use a keyboard. That would be a terrible time to get to the last level because you yeah. will swear. Mm -hmm. You will swear and swear and scream. Well, how, uh, Megan and dude, how old are you guys? Not. How dare you? Is, it not, is this not a podcast? Okay, qu question. Uh, I am twenty-eight. I'm thirty-two. Nice. Okay, so we're we're close to age. So yeah. I feel I'm like a baby. You're such a baby. But you know what? You're you're uh, you're Antonia's. It's that's my fiance my podcast listener. My amazing couple fiance. of fiancés up in the she's a, she's a dragon. <laughs> that's right. Literally, I'm saying that on the air. I want people to know. Nice. <laughs> My uh, very good friend Travis just turned 30, and I am now the only person in my immediate friend group who is under 30. Wow. So the reason to bring it up is not to uh, ostracize you Please from do. friend groups, <laughs> um, but, to, but to bring up the fact that I think when we were going to middle school, mm -hmm. and this is my first experience with like America, and we had computer class, yeah, and it seemed the only thing you did in computer class was play Oregon Trail. Yeah. <laughs> because other than that, you were like taught how to use Word, which I never learned Word, how to use. Word, and then a little bit of like the first version of like PowerPoint. Uh, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. Like, I, I, that's pretty much it. I feel like, I almost felt like it was just like an, a, a time when you it was before computers did things. Yeah, yeah. In people's right. lives, so they were a novelty. Yes. I mean, this is probably this is not true. I mean, people had computers and they did more things with them. But I feel like it's yeah, a, but not for not like, for middle school. Yeah, not middle school. What were you yeah. gonna do? File your taxes? No, I was just gonna shoot as many buffalo as possible. Exactly. <laughs> you were gonna shoot too many buffalo. You weren't gonna be able to carry it back to your yeah. fucking wagon. <laughs> we know. Everyone's gonna get scurry and diarrhea. <laughs> yep. Yep. Scurvy <laughs> and <laughs> diarrhea. Oh, it's, no. it's the same person. <laughs> and he's, uh, yeah. And he's the only one who made it. <laughs> Everyone else but drowned. Was it worth it, the really? wheels broke. What's his, what's his quality of life going to be with scurvy <laughs> and diarrhea? <laughs> with his colon basically All his friends are gone. His, his like, cattle is dead. I love the Oregon Trail. That game is so good. Yeah. Did you all ever play the Amazon Trail? 
No. no. Is it similar? It's similar. Well, it's similar to the later versions of Oregon Trail, except it's a, li- a little bit more linear, and you can definitely get stuck. There are parts <laughs> of the game where you're in the Amazon, and you're on, and talk about rivers as highways, right? You're on, the, you're in a little boat, and you're like going down, you're going around all these yeah. islands. There's also the hunting element and the fishing Ooh. element, um, oh. but you have to like collect things and trade things, and like you have a guide, and they help you get through the Amazon. But there are definitely parts where you can get to an island, and a guy will be like, you can't leave this island unless you give me this uh, totem. And you'll be like, oh. oh, I didn't I didn't get that totem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I didn't like, collect You can't leave this island unless oh, you, you give me scurvy. You, you can't leave this and island. And you just have to start over because he won't let you leave. Fucking start over. Oh, my God. And or I was a child and not good at video games. <laughs> <laughs> I just think things are tougher in the Amazon, I think is what it boils down to. That's the yeah. lesson there. That's the lesson right there. Yeah. Amazon's tough. Yeah. They should Alaska trail. Like Alaska oh. would be great. That, there's a game called The Long Dark. Where you're in, I think Canada, and you're like, you're playing crashed, and you gotta survive, and it's very scary. In like the Yukon or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's all wintry and, mm-hmm. and there's wolves. Mm-hmm. Ah, it's okay. Too sounds. Should we should we, like should we create the experience for the listener? Yeah. All right. There we go. Who who wants to be what? Wait, <laughs> so what are you? Are you a yeti? Oh, <laughs> that's just a cold guy. Right. Artem is in the oh cold. Here we go. Oh Jesus! I just did my snowsuit. Wait, you gotta be, he's the. You gotta be the be the stuff. Oh, what the, happened? In the stuff. I, well, I have to be the stuff in the plane. stuff. I have to I, be. The, I don't know how to. Oh, gosh, I shouldn't have asked this guy to let me fly ooh, the plane. Ooh. Why do you let me fly this plane? <laughs> His family's plane company, and he just lets a total noob fly the plane. I'm crashed. He's dead. Family's disappointed. Hey! Oh oh oh! Are you down there? Oh. Hello? Are you okay? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's totally. This is great. I, I. This is whatever. Yeah, this is perfect. Like <laughs> no, I'm good right here. You're bleeding. Do you want me to come down? No, I. I it's good. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> what is this character? <laughs> this is like introvert. He just doesn't want to be any a bother to yeah, anybody. I don't want to bother. That's. I'll, I'll complain for myself. It's, it's real. It's real. Tom Hanks trapped on the island, <laughs> going like, no, no, it's fine. Don't, don't, don't get up. I get, no, 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 please, please. <laughs> uh, um, I broke all my ribs. No, please. <laughs> please. Okay. I wouldn't want to trouble you. Define success. Go for you, for, for Artem. Um, you know. Oh, here's the question. Here's the actual question. What's your, your director, your theater creator and maker yeah. and doer. Yeah. What's your like uh, apex? How, what's your, what's your, I've made it. I've done it. I'm, I'm a success. For me? Yeah. You know, I think it's being able to do, and this is going to sound like very glib, but like just being able to do whatever you want. Hey Amen. <laughs> I get it. I think it, sounds, I think it sounds super, I think it maybe sounds very irresponsible too. But I think in a way, all of us get into the into being, you know, artists or theater makers because we have something that inspires us and like gets us burning, but in this like really individualistic way, like I've got this, whatever it is, this burning idea inside me that i want to share with the rest of the world right Mm -hmm. and then and then you have to reconcile with the fact that there's like all these other people who also have a burning idea inside you know and so you have to like you you have to like make a community you have to sort of figure out a way how these like ideas can you know match but i think there is a moment at which you uh, have to ask yourself like um am i doing exactly what i'd like to be doing you know and it's interesting because maybe some people ask this question all the time you know I know that um, 
so with the 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 theater company that um that me and a, a bunch of um very very responsible people from New Jersey started strange dog yeah yeah that we started company. in two thousand eight uh, I think our an entire modus operandi that's a fancy fancy term mo mm-hmm. mo was um if we if we stop doing this we'll just die. You know, mm. it was like it was like totally logical. But our thought was like, while we've got like the passion and we're excited, let's just do as many shows as we can. And we did way too many shows, but it was really, really exciting. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, they, they had such a good run. We, what's too many shows? Well, the first, the not even the first season. I feel like the first six months we were up, operating, we had something like maybe just like, th- like we had four, I think four different two full length productions. And one tour that went to like five different non-theatrical venues in in was that in Montclair. Cool. Was that the same year that Suburbia was? Yeah, it was Suburbia. Then yeah. we did this show Bootstraps that the playwright and our company Ben Clausen wrote, and then we did a, a collection of a short play plays in just like six different locations. And it was like it was the first six months, and we were inventing it completely, right? Yeah. And, and the reason, though, the reason I bring that up is. Um, there was no, there was like no logic or rhyme or reason. It was like, oh, this feels great. Yeah, let's do it again. Oh, this feels great. Let's do it. It was like yeah. the most, the simplest, you know, direct, you know, direct line uh, of to to tap into like success is just happiness. You know, yeah. if you're happy doing it, you keep doing it. And I don't know if that. I don't know if uh, you are. Are you sleepy? What's going on? N- no, no, no. I'm just. Uh, I'm thinking really deeply. And that makes um, you yawn so deep. Yeah, yeah. It's because because I, I go into the back of my mind and like it. it and that's makes, where all the air bubbles yeah, are. That's why I breathe in really deep because I want the back you of my mind. Liar. <laughs> <laughs> why are you so sleepy? I had to be at work really early. Do you? Yeah. What's your work? I'm an executive assistant. Oh. Something that has nothing to do with theater at all. Wow. It doesn't have to do with theater? None. Oh, can you talk about where you do it or is that? Yeah, yeah. Well, so I, I'd rather not say where with the company that I work only because I just I just started there like a, this is my first month there. So like it's and I play doh. Yeah, and I hope that they like me because I'm working there through a temp agency right now. I hope okay. that they you know, but I don't want them to like maybe come across a podcast. I'm like, why are you talking about it? Is it play doh? Can we say it's play doh? Yeah, I work for play doh. Great. <laughs> yeah. I'm an executive assistant. I hope they like me. To the head. Of color, of color and taste. That's right. <laughs> so I, su- I support three execs. There's the the head of color and taste. <laughs> There's the the VP of uh, of pliability. Right. Yeah. And, and the uh, undersecretary. <laughs> Secretary of of of, of uh, packaging. Great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Important people. Okay. Um. I love it because everybody there is very passionate, very talented people, and they're very interesting people, and they're in a totally different sphere mm-hmm. from theater. I, there's something interesting about I think any artistic and uh, community, you get so deeply you know it, it like pulled into that community, and sometimes you kind of forget like most not like everyone but most of the people of the world do something totally different. Yeah, yeah. you know most people you tell them like oh I I I do plays they're like oh how how do you do how? that yeah. what what does that mean like. Well, Does, usually the first question is, "How do you memorize all of those lines?" Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, you that's know, Megan's favorite question. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's such an interesting thing, and that's a very. I think that's a lot. I I find it harder to forget in New York as a, as a, uh, compared to other places. Like you go to L.A. and that is saturated in art, and the whole economy is built on art. Whereas mm. New York, you can uh, overwhelm yourself in it, but you can also go 
and not do it at all. Well, Good. and meet other yeah. people, right? You yeah. can go yeah. to a bar and and no one else will be in mm-hmm. the arts except you know the True. bartender. You know, it's so interesting <laughs> because the, the the culture here for performance art is like so thriving. I, I mean, New Jersey is like a totally different feel. Yeah, uh, at least in our experience, in, in my experience, was like. You know, there's very few there's very few theaters, and they're all working really hard to sustain their audiences yeah. and to to sustain their seasons. And they're doing you know they're doing a great job uh, maintaining this like th- just theater culture. But because there's so few of them, most of the people who are like, "Hey, come see this show," and they're like, "What is it?" And they're like, "I start explaining." And they're like, "Oh, they're like it's like Broadway," and you're like. Well, uh, the budgets are like just a little teensy yeah, bit smaller, you know, yeah. and like it's interesting because people's frame of reference, I feel like outside of New York to theater yeah. is like is some kind of a mainstream comparison, you yes. know, or some kind of like, you know, the great American musical. I feel like as long as I haven't seen Broadway, you could definitely monopolize that and be like, yes, yes, well, I don't, exactly. Like I don't Broadway. know. If, I don't know. It's too good for Broadway. <laughs> I don't know if you've gotten this, but uh, especially when I was still really based in New Jersey and I was working at that uh, uh-huh. performing arts school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the thing that I would get from a lot of parents that, like, you know, who send their kids in to, to take some theater classes or private lessons in music or something. They'd be like, oh, you're an actor. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, they'd be like, I love hairspray. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, it's very it's very good. Isn't I it? hear it's very good. <laughs> like, right? There's nothing wrong with hair. But it, no, I no. know. But it's interesting because in because in New York you could be like, yeah, I do plays, and I'll be like, oh, cool. Yeah. You know, it's just like, oh yeah, you could be a performance artist, you could be a dancer, you could yeah. be a painter, and people would be just like, yeah, mm-hmm. sure, why not? Yeah. Like, there's no one's really surprised or or imp- impressed. Like, you could just be whatever you want, and yeah, it's kind of yeah, nice because yeah. you could get kind of get lost in that, you know? Yes. It's interesting though. You said I don't that. know if that starts to answer your question, but well, and I sort of went along with it for a while, but then I sort of realized I've got a sort of reflexive pushback of like, there's also, there's definitely uh, the allure of artistry, right? I'm doing drunk Shakespeare right now, and it, I find it is so easy to conjure the allure of celebrity in a show like that. It's it's like people want to talk to you afterwards and people want to like know like all the secrets about the show and like how did you do this and in this moment was this real or was it planned a lot of Jersey people come in to watch Drunk Shakespeare it's it's, it's like how um, uh, what's his name Uh, the famous uh, Shakespeare guy who's on Broadway a lot he was in Twelfth Night Mark Rylance Mark Rylance has this like mysticism about him that he totally lets people grant him where they like right. they go out into the woods and they all do their like little workshop thing and people see that and go like ooh he's an artist he's special he needs this and this and this and no one's gonna be like no I don't need that you're mm. gonna be like yeah give it to me let me let me be an I, artist for you you know I think I think most people want um like want want fantasy yeah. and I don't think it's like escape I think it's people want to have this want to have experiences i do think that's i feel like escape. Be, do you not well i'm because i i feel like the uh, the connotation of escape to me is like is like it's like a little to me it's like a little judgmental and a little negative you know it's like because it's because escape is to say you're escaping yeah it's from. like oh, i was like oh whatever you're in you're trapped like i gotta get the fuck out i need yeah, an escape i need an all outlet. trapped and it's terrible and the country's on fire of course we want to escape this is true too this is so. uh, they're both valid but but Are i'm you just saying, saying they want to like magnify a uh, little bit of like what's already in there but they want to explore it more yeah i mean i think people by nature are um and some of them are are, are it's more hidden you know mm-hmm. but i think people are curious by nature 
Some people are more more curious or avidly, uh, obviously curious. So some people are like, no, nah, I don't want, I don't like change. I don't like anything different. I don't like da, 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 this and this. And those are the people who, when they experience change, it's like revolutionary for them because yeah. they are they have sincerely grounded themselves in the no, I'm set in my ways. This is exactly what I want. And, and it's interesting because change is something that inspires and ignites these like this idea of options and possibilities. And I think there is something about going to the theater. Like my 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 favorite like thing that happens in the theater is you um you could be on two you know you could be like there could be a person in the audience who's one way and there's another person in the audience who's like a, just a vehement racist right mm-hmm. and these two people are are never going to see eye to eye because neither one of them thinks the other one is worth their worth their time or just are even decent human beings and then something could happen on stage where an issue that the two of them have with each other is being acted out or played out on stage and all of a sudden they have like this like they have like a what do you call it a go between you know they have this like mm-hmm. third party that now they don't have to be pissed off at each other they could discuss this thing that happened on stage, right? Yeah. It's outside of them, but it's out there. And now they can explore the possibility that there's more to, you know, everyday life. Maybe our life could be, you could expand and the possibility of what we can accomplish. And maybe the the racist person is like, oh, I never saw it this way. And then the non-racist person is like, oh, I see why you had those d- terrible, terrible, you know, First of um, all, I'm going to mm-hmm. crunch views. my ice because it's really too cold in my mouth. So everyone get ready for that audio experience. <laughs> oh, there it is. Oof. All right, you're all tense. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Second of all, Whew. doesn't that. It's like a crunch of my soul. <laughs> doesn't <laughs> that strong. circumstance require racists to go to the theater? Sure. But racists do go to the theater. I don't know that they do. <laughs> I think so. I don't know that they do. I think every kind of person goes to the theater. Really? Sure. Goes to the kind of theater that's going to change them that way? N- well. I mean, this is like a, a kind of a goes into a different kind of topic. You know? Well, let's talk about it. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it, it goes on topic of, you know, who is who is theater for and what everyone. kind of theater. Theater should be for everyone. Yes. Right? But for example, you know, when uh, we were doing shows in, in Jersey, one of the things that really appealed to me was doing shows in non-theatrical venues. Yes. Mm-hmm. And and I'll be I'll be completely frank because me and I am speaking for my my cohorts Fine. we're very very vehement about the fact that most theater sucks. <laughs> we're just like theater theater just I like I knew there was something. And you, and you, annoying. you know most of these guys. Theater is well, boring. I also hate theater. You know, we don't want to do we don't want to do the boring thing, you know? And yeah. so so for us it was like, oh, to go to like a space where you have to sit down and be quiet and you pay the ticket and like blah, blah. and then and also there was like this humility that bordered on like you know in insanity where it was like uh, who would want to pay us who would want to see our, you know it, well, there's a lot of like things we have to reconcile when we were doing shows but but people would come see our shows and they would really like them but we instantly th- knew that to be in a theater space we'd have to be a certain kind of theater and we we're like yeah and maybe we're not those people so we like doing theater. We're gonna do it in, in spaces that are non-theatrical because we are non-theatrical people. So like, we, so like tyrannies. Yeah. So we yeah. go to the tyrannies, the tyrannies tavern, the greatest place on earth, where yeah. where, where friends space. meet. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we do. So what what happens there is you could be seeing a show in a bar where you're drinking a beer. We've we've come to a place that you find comfortable. You being mm-hmm. the non-theater going audience. Yeah. Right. And the non-theater going audience is like, all right, I'll give. I mean, I'm drinking. What 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 do I got to lose? Yeah. All of a sudden you're like laughing. All of a sudden you have these dramatic moments. And because you know we're building in these moments where you, where you get to have a break and you get to enjoy your beer and talk to the person sitting next to you, the both of you get to have this moment. Like, holy shit, this is pretty fucking cool. I didn't know yeah. they did this here. And you know, and all of a sudden you have this conversation that isn't about 
oh, is this an important play? It becomes about, oh, you know, this makes me think about this. And like, wow, I'm having such a great time. It, it, it does this thing where you're not thinking of it as I'm seeing theater as like mm-hmm. this big cultural thing. It's like, you know, it, it becomes like just entertainment for for everyone, yeah, you know, and and why, if if you're able to entertain somebody, if you're able to not bore somebody, yeah, you're able to get those people to think about a lot. Of, well, get them to laugh, and then you can get them to think. You, you know, like this. To, you have to yeah. entertain yeah. them before you can get them to think. That's Absolutely. right. That's right. And so I think I think that was actually played in the favor, and the fact that theater wasn't so mainstream. This isn't so mainstream in New Jersey. It's the, you know, it, it just isn't right. um, because it isn't well so well spread. For most people, it's like I'll take a I'll take a chance on this. Mm-hmm. And they take a chance on it, and they're just they're like surprised by it. You know. And what are you doing now, theatrically? St- is Strange Dog still doing stuff? Or are you still doing? Uh, you know, it's funny. I uh, just I just recently t- uh, touched base with uh, Sir Scott Cagney, yeah. the yeah. Mister the Mister Cags, and we were reminiscing about uh, about the good old the good old days. Um, it's been just, it's been on an indefinite hiatus. Um, like uh, the the company kind of like s- not so much people just moved to different places and pursued different things for yeah. a while. Yeah, I mean, you guys started having your own plates full of other things. So yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. So what are you doing in the city? Um, you know, for the last couple of years, you've been I, working with a different group, haven't you? Yeah, I've been yeah, working. Yeah. With, I've been working with this really cool group from. Uh, they're based out of Bushwick, Brooklyn, but they do stuff all over New York, and they even had something at the public. Yeah, that yeah. I, that I got to direct. It was really which, so uh, sweet. Which, which uh, festival was it? Was it, was it under the radar? Under the radar. Yeah, oh my yeah. god. So this group called the Oye Group, and they're Oye. Yeah. Hashtag Oye. Oh yeah, yeah, that's and right. It was um, did you you directed? Uh, was it like a one man piece? Yeah, it was yeah, a one man. Yeah. It, it was called Oye for My Dear Brooklyn. Yeah. And actually, from the title, that was the the artistic director Flaco. Flaco Jimenez's uh, like autobiographical poetry solo show. Cool. cool. And yeah, and so like, that's sort of where the company got the, the name from. Well, it's actually a Spanish uh, language term. It's very yeah. popular in like, uh, like Puerto Rican, Dominican culture. It's uh, it, Oye literally means listen up. Yeah. And so you'll hear people uh, going, Oye, Oye, you know, yeah. Oje. And some people pronounce it Oje, so people say Oye. Yeah. But it's, it kind of gets people's attention. So something really interesting about it because it's Oye is in, you know, listen up. And also has this thing of like listen up the way we have to tell you. Yeah, nice, cool. Yeah, and also the acronym is OG, which you can't fuck with that. That's great. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yeah, so I was working with them. They're they're a great company. Um, And then the last couple of years, I was really enjoying uh, writing, writing and performing your own stuff. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You did a show about Ukraine. Yeah, I did a show about Ukraine. Google, please you, please please Google Google Ukraine. Ukraine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And what did you do with that? It's got a lot of people that Google Ukraine. It was like really cool. Well, where did you <laughs> do it? Did, did you do it here? Did it go somewhere? <laughs> I watched it happen. They were, we're taking all their phones <laughs> out and shit. Yeah, I just I took their phones and I Googled it for Check them. It I, it I Check it out. Check it out. Now it's in your search history. You can do it. It's a very immersive, it's on Wikipedia. Uh, intimate experience. It's one-on-one. They come into the room. I take their phone. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, it's, but it's just like a 30-second experience. I just yeah, type yeah, in yeah. Ukraine. I give it back to them. Thank you so much for coming. <laughs> Thank you for your money. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, that, that's been a, a really fantastic experience to be able to to talk about mo- both like my Ukrainian background and my family, and the the show's got a lot of personal and autobiographical reflections. So there's like, it's good, and it's it's really cool because it gets to be a conversation with the audience directly about um, what I, what I talk about as like national identity. Yeah, you know, um, which was I was uh, inspired to write about it because in. And so 2013 started this thing called the Maidan Revolution in Kiev. Hmm. Okay. And it was based around people who were probably around my age, like our, really, you know, people in their late 20s and 30s 
oh, even like early early twenties through the early thirties. Mm. Basically, the next generation of people who are going to be creating jobs, making money, and working for the for the country, you know. And they were expecting that Ukraine was going to join the European Union, mm-hmm. which would have opened up Ukraine to like this a bigger, you know, possible uh, economic, you know, economic possibilities, and and it could have opened up to this the, Euro- the European market. You know, uh, it would have been like a push towards uh, what they thought of as like the future. You know, the, to join like the West. And at the very last minute, the president at the time decided on a on the reform that. A favored uh, alliances with Russia, and so it it kind of goes really far back. But Ukrainian and Russian people have a lot of cultures intertwined, and since the fall of the USSR, a, a lot of Ukrainian, literally like companies and government uh, agencies or government f- uh, uh, companies, uh, bec- were start started were owned by Russian people because there's like like a language connection. Yeah. So you know what I mean. So as like. I don't want to like get into it too much, but basically, there's just a lot of Russian influence in Ukraine, and so it's been kind of like a tug and pull thing, where like Ukraine has always been some, you know, either it's being swayed towards the Russian side or it's trying to kind of align itself with like a new group of uh, countries. So this Maidan revolution uh, happened because these young people were promised the opportunity of jobs, yeah, you know, and and all of a sudden they sided with this thing that would have been sort of just was going to continue to, to deprive Ukraine of like economic stability. And so they took the streets. They were like brutally met with like uh, en- enforcers from, I, from... I remember this in, in the news. Yeah, they clashed yeah. with yeah. police and like and like uh, like hired hired police. They were all hired by the government. You know, like just like beaten up, driven out of town. And this is like in the dead of... Before the dead of winter. It was like in November and December and it gets yeah. pretty cold. And they, they were hosed down wow. with water. So, you know, so you got this like really... And then the next day, all of those... All of those kids that were there, all of their parents and grandparents came out because those people were like, wow. "We remember what totalitarian and fascist regimes are like. We lived through the World War II. We lived through Stalin's regime. Like, we know what this looks like." Yeah. And so they came out to support. And all of a sudden, you know, I mean, it was like something insane. It was like overnight there was like two hundred thousand people or something on the street. It was just massive. And then this went on for like four months. Yeah, through the winter and That's all this right. stuff. That's right. That's right. And while this was ha- happening, right as, as I started hearing about it. My immediate reaction was like, ah, ah, that's something that's happening somewhere over there. Mm. And it was really, and it was really complicated. It was like, well, wait a minute. What is that reaction? Why am I like, I mean, it's not an, it's not even uh, to, to be, to be like very frank, like I think there is something very oddly American about the reaction of like, this doesn't, doesn't bother me. Mm -hmm. This is happening to some other people over there. They're far away in, you know, I'm, I'm safe here in America. I, but I'm I'm you know I'm only, I'm I'm American now. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I was born there. You know what I mean? I was. Right. I was and you didn't come here till you were like what? Twelve? You said uh, eleven. Yeah, eleven. So you know what I mean? So but to, but to have this immediate like knee jerk reaction of being like, Ugh, whatever, something's happening. Something crazy is happening in some crazy part of the world. I was like, what the fuck is that? You know? Mm-hmm. And so I started thinking about it a lot and kind of started talking to my parents about like, just really trying to figure out what what is that experience of someone who comes from another country lands in a new place and becomes whatever that country unized, you know, Americanized, mm-hmm. becomes so part of the culture that they sort of almost erase whatever their, their background from. And, you know, it's just unfortunate. It was like kind of a traumatic thing happening in both my family and in the country that actually like sparked this like self-reflection. Yeah. And so that's where the, the show came out of. Love wow. It. Would you, are you, is it something that you're still keeping and you're going to 
do it every once in a while? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of uh, right now. I'm really, I'm really enjoying like taking it easy and not doing sure. a lot. So I'm, right. yeah, so just working at Play-Doh. Just working just at Play-Doh, kneading that dough, kneading that, that dough, dough you know, that blending dough, those colors, Keep, keeping, keeping the Ukraine show, yeah. Ukraine, Ukraine show, show no, in your back pocket. <laughs> but, but you know what's it's interesting is um, I kind of that, that's the thing that I love about this right now is that like. I've kind of decided to put on hiatus most most theatrical endeavors, hmm. and writing is the only thing that is like very comfortable because I can do it just on my own time. Oh. Love it. Like no one knows it's happening. <laughs> it's just me. It's just you know. Me. So I'm writing something. I'm writing something new right now. I'm writing I'm right like, now and during this podcast, right. you don't even know. Yeah, you didn't know. <laughs> oh, we've been <laughs> so to good U- at writing. No, I didn't get to tell yet. We've been to Ukraine and back. We've been on the Oregon Trail. We've been to the Yukon. Mm-hmm. We've been uh, to the Amazon Trail. It's time to bring it home. Are we? Artem, do you have any advice for all these successful wannabes? Yeah. What is it? Um. <laughs> I think, uh, like, ask yourself day and night what what it is that you want to do. You know, I feel like it's great to be part of a community. It's great to share ideas with people. But it's, I think it's very, it's very difficult to keep yourself confident. And it's very easy to fall into an insecurity and then to pull on other people to sort of guide you and to to let you know, like, this is what I need. This is what I want. And it's really it's very difficult to do some self-searching. But I like I I recommend all all of us taking a deep moment going like, you know, stepping aside from whoever and whatever it is that I think I'm being defined as or whatever the group of people around me have uh, identified me as. What is it that I like really see myself as? And it's and it's okay if it's changed from. A year ago, or a couple years ago, or a month. Sure. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, I mean, I, you know, I used to do, I used to act all the time in college, mm-hmm. and then I just got into directing. That's right. For like eight years. Yeah. And then I, the the, the first time I was professionally performing again was like two years ago, and it was something I wrote. I've never written things before. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? It, it was just, it just felt like, oh, I'd like to do this, and there's no reason to say like, don't do it. Not like, oh, no, no, you don't, you, you don't do that. You're, you're a director. Just mm-hmm. be a director. No, I can be a director. I, I, you know, I could be a stage manager. I could, I could build a set. I could paint a set. You know, like I could do these things. You know, mm-hmm. um, I'm not super great at running a board, but I could run a board. Also, another uh, piece of advice I feel like is like, don't be afraid to ask for money for your work. Oh yeah, for <laughs> ask sure. to get paid. Speaking of, thanks to Laura St. Pierre, our Patreon donor. You can go to Patreon.com to donate to uh, this fucking podcast and how much is she giving four dollars and 20 cents a month <laughs> all right she's the dopest <laughs> nice you know it hell yeah hell we're, yeah we're gonna, the problem is i'm so ahead in podcasts right now and we're gonna have more donors by now and i'm gonna have to go back and do it because this one's not coming out till like march this one's not coming out to march yeah yeah, yeah man march wow. do you think we'll all still be around in march yeah oh, man only one way not, to find I mean, out. if if anything is going to survive till March, it's going to be those it's pants. This, okay. <laughs> it's this amazing okay. pants. Okay. Um, <laughs> let's go back to the Yukon one more time. Uh, you're you're the writer. Uh, give us all right. You're in the Yukon <laughs> and you're dying. And give us give us your final thoughts. And we're gonna sort of like fade out from it. Here we go. Dear diary, <laughs> it's been a long hard. <laughs> Two hours <laughs> and this godforsaken blizzard madness 
that is known as the Yukon. <laughs> Good name, because I was conned into being here. <laughs> Promise of wealth and that riches. Is? Oh, hey, hey, hey buddy. What are you doing no, in the I'm, backyard? Uh, <laughs> you, have you heard of podcasts? I'm just recording something here. It's it's like a little thing. It doesn't. It's it just weird. I'm doing a podcast. It's not a big deal. Okay. Just, I'll be right there. All I'll right. be right there. Is the are you are the beans ready? It's ready. Beans ready. We're okay, gonna good. watch. We're gonna watch Stargate. You want us to start without you? No. Okay, hurry up. <laughs> All right. All right. <sighs> you come. <laughs> <laughs> Hosted on dimlywit.com. Hi, I'm Alan Waters. I'm the managing artistic director of Dimly Wit Productions, and I'm sitting here with Jessica Romano mm. from Bad Examples. Um, and I have a little bit of an announcement for everyone, and uh, mostly for Rachel, but she's not going to hear this until we get back. Uh, so next week, mm-hmm. I'm going and proposing. Um, and I wanted to tell Jessica my plan <laughs> to Rachel, to Rachel, <laughs> uh, mostly for Rachel to hear later, but for everyone else to hear. So that Rachel's literally the last person to know she's getting proposed to <laughs> <laughs> for all you bad example listeners. You know, Alan is the guy that Tracy and I constantly talk to when we're recording because we're like, Oh God, Alan's hearing this. Oh God, Alan has to, you know, edit this for hours and Alan has to know our deepest darkest most embarrassing secrets so I'm so excited that you're getting to meet him and getting to hear a little bit about the next part of his chapter of his life um guys take notes on this because this is awesome I'm so excited go I'm so excited so we (laughs) met at Weston Vermont which is uh there's a playhouse there we interned the same summer uh of 2015 and uh so we're going up to this playhouse Right behind the playhouse is the most beautiful waterfall you will ever see. I'm going to pull up a picture so I can show Mm -hmm. Jessica and she can, like, fawn. Um, But my plan is I've got a friend of hers that's actually in Weston. So we're going to be going to uh, the waterfall and just walking around Weston. And I'm going to be like, look, will you take a picture of us? Because Rachel's never seen the waterfall in winter. Uh, So we're going to take a picture in front of it. And I've already worked out that uh, she is going to say, hold on, I'm just taking a few when she's changing it over to video and she's going to say, okay, I got it after it's already on video (laughs) so that I can get a video of me proposing. Um, So I have to ask everyone that listens to this, you're all going to know, but don't say anything to Rachel. (laughs) Don't tell Rachel. (laughs) Um, And if she says no, I will be back next week (laughs) crying to be like, guys, Uh, oh my God. Um, She's not going to say no. This is awesome. I, I really, I don't think so. I mean, she knows it's coming. But uh, yeah, this is the waterfall. <gasps> oh my God. It's great. And it's like a this man-made is waterfall. dreamy. It is. It is. I'm so excited. Like, we wow. met in the most beautiful place. It just happened to work out that way. Can you do a photo shoot after the proposal? Like, an, like this is like a, like, I know I'd show Tracy this and she'd be like, oh, we've got to have a photo shoot in the scenery. Like, oh, it's beautiful. for sure. I can actually, I've got a picture of it that I'll show you after we record from it in winter. So you'll Amazing. see what it looks like. Um, and then I also, I've got the ring here um, that I'm, I'm giving her. I actually saw this. I started looking for rings and Rachel's and I were both not like big fans of 
diamonds and so she really likes sapphires and so this i found this beautiful pear-shaped sapphire uh ring with diamonds around it um uh, yeah i'm really excited i'm i'm telling like everyone. are you gonna cry i will probably cry <laughs> like for sure um one way or another like if it's a yes hell yeah i'm gonna cry because like she said yes. <laughs> yeah. If it's no, that is going to be the longest. She's not going to say week. no. <laughs> She's not going to say no. Awkward car ride home. Uh, well, the problem is like I'm proposing the first day of a four day vacation. Mm-hmm. So if she said no, it's not an awkward car ride home. It's a awkward stay in Vermont. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, this is going to be awesome, Alan. You're going to let me know, right? Like right after. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, see, the other thing is like Vermont has no. Cell service service. <laughs> shit. So like Rachel and I have already did, agreed because we're taking this trip for ourselves. We wanted to get out of the city that we're not going on phones or social media or anything all week. Ah. So like the plan is we're going to get there. This is going to happen. And I'm going to be like, OK, you can go on social media. Um, <laughs> I'm so excited to hear responses from people like only a couple of really close friends know. So it's going to be interesting for people to be like <laughs> my mom actually called me yesterday and uh, mm-hmm. she was like, are you still planning to ask? And I haven't told them that I'm doing it next <gasps> week. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to do so at some point wow. when I'm ready. Does anyone on her side know? Uh, her family knows. They do? Uh, yeah. When we went down for Christmas, uh, Rachel like went to the bathroom and I pulled them all aside. And I was like, hey, oh just so you know. Oh, my God. I love it. Um, in March, this is happening. Uh, yeah, I was really wow. excited to tell them. And uh, I-, I told my parents a while ago that I was doing it. And my mom almost ruined it because she was on speakerphone. And on speakerphone, she goes, did you get the ring yet? And Rachel was in the room. And I was like, mom, shut the fuck up. Not the time. (laughs) Yeah, moms have a way of uh, never knowing the appropriate time for anything. (laughs) I guess I should tell people more they're on speakerphone. That's my thing. Yes. Etiquette episode coming up. Etiquette episode. That'll be good. I just have a question from a man's point of view because i always think of it from the women's point of view being proposed to but are you nervous yeah i am nervous like have you know what you're going to say i i do know what i'm going to say i also know that like i'm the kind of person that Mm. when i'm nervous i just ramble (laughs) so that's kind of worrying me i'm more nervous because like i know she's gonna say yes we talked about this this is something we're it's what you both want right yeah and like are you gonna say the whole like are you going to do like, I want to marry you because and start like naming things like in the movies or? No, I, I mean, <laughs> I think I'm going to say, you know, Rachel, meeting you was one of the best things that's ever happened to me. I've become so much more as a person because of her. Like she's been a partner through everything. It's incredible. The most supportive person that I've ever had in my life. And so I think I'm just going to tell her. And I also don't think I'm going to be able to get the question out. Before she says yes. Um, <laughs> like she's just going to scream yes? I'm excited to see what she reacts. And, and you're going to get down on your knee, right? I am going to get down on my knee. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be in the snow, so I'm like, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, I'm going to get down on the knee right in front of the waterfall. Um, yeah. I'm excited to see what her reaction. Because like, I have no idea to this kind of thing what an appropriate reaction is. <laughs> it's so much more exciting that it's a surprise. I, I love surprising. Like, when it's coming, it's like your reaction's fake. Like, her reaction's gonna be like, she's gonna have no clue. It's gonna be great. Yeah. She's just gonna, like, scream. She's gonna go crazy. It I it happened last summer. I was visiting her in Weston, and uh, I was like, you know, 
I think I'm gonna marry her. Uh, I think I'm gonna. So you had like that moment, like that you're like, this is this is the one, like where well, it transcended from like your girlfriend to this is gonna be my wife one day and my baby mama. Sorta, I don't know. It's it's really cheesy to say. Rachel has always like I've always felt something. Like it's always felt different. Um, because when we first knew each other, we were just friends, and like I Whoa. liked her. She didn't like me. She liked someone else. You crossed the friend zone? I crossed the friend Woo! zone. Um, That's very to tequila, impressive. Tequila. <laughs> um, and like, I just knew there was something. And so I didn't give up. I, I was like, I know she doesn't like me, but I feel like one day there's going to be something special about this. And I was right. But no, there was a day that I was having a rough day. And she said something. And just it clicked in my mind. And I got home. And I told the people that I was living with, I was like, hey. I'm going to propose to Rachel. I was like, I, I've decided that I'm going to do it. And then I started planning right then and there. And wow. every month after I bought the ring, I have been like, oh, do I want to wait to do my plan or should I just propose? <laughs> just, yeah. just to propose. <laughs> and I've, I've waited it out. I, I just have one more day. That's what Denny always said. Like he couldn't wait to like the, having the ring on him gave him major anxiety. Like he just wanted like the second he had it, he just wanted to give it to me. He didn't want to like it just felt like pressure, you know? Yeah. It's just been sitting there and part of me <laughs> taunting is like, you <laughs> that. And I'm like, oh, I don't want her to find it. Yeah, um, exactly. I think she's seen a picture of it though, <laughs> because I opened my phone one day and it happened to be the last picture I was looking at. And I was like, oh, uh, I mean, and then, so, but yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. I think Rachel is a very, very lucky woman, and we wish you guys the best. If you guys want to congratulate Alan and Rachel, you can go on Instagram to Dimly Whip Productions and give them a shout out. Were you going to post a picture there? I will post a picture there. Woo! Just wait until at least Wednesday. Like, don't <laughs> okay, post until I post it. the picture. Okay, we got it. We got it. Because otherwise, Rachel's going to be like, what? And I'm going <laughs> to... I'm going to have to kill, like, everybody in the audience. <laughs> but I wanted to share with everyone, and we'll let you know, if, you know, what she says. This is awesome. Alan, I'm so happy for you guys. Yeah, by next week, you're going to be an engaged man. I am. I'm so excited. Woo! It's be really Lock cool. her down. <laughs> Congrats, Alan. Thank you.